Hello, and welcome to the Journey to Limitless podcast, where we are going to build a solid foundation of self-worth, consistency, and wellness to start living our lives to their greatest potential. My name is Courtney. I'm a 26-year-old who is passionate about advocating for mental and physical health, stress management, adventures, and going after my dreams, no matter what gets in my way. Throughout my podcast, I will be sharing personal stories, helpful information, lessons that I've learned, and tips to inspire you on your own journey to Limitless. Hello, happy Monday if you are listening to the show as it comes out. I hope that you're having a great start to your week. Before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to DM me and share with your friends and tagging me in your Instagram stories. It really is because of you why this podcast is reaching more people, and I'm so happy that you are connecting with it. So thanks again. I appreciate you beyond words. I am so excited for this episode. This is going to be part two of the two-part episode for self-awareness. And for today's episode, I am keeping the affirmation of I am elevated. My awareness is always expanding as I rise to my highest good, just because that goes along with what we're going to be talking about. So again, I'll go over what self-awareness is. And if you did not listen to part one, I suggest going back because that episode was all about personality tests and some tests that you can take in order to become more self-aware. And a heads up, I do say a curse word in this episode, so if you're listening to this and some children are around, I just wanted to give you a heads up beforehand. So I got this definition from positivepsychology.com, and I will link that website in the show notes for you. It The website said, self-awareness is the ability to see yourself clearly and objectively through reflection and introspection. Self-awareness allows us to boost our acceptance, be more productive, see things from other perspectives, have more self-control, and make better decisions. It also makes us better communicators, it enhances our self-confidence, and it helps us understand our values, strengths, habits, and weaknesses. So I believe it's a really important topic if you're like me and are on this self-love and self-discovery journey. If we don't understand ourselves, how are we going to start loving and accepting ourselves? So to get us going, I will list a few ways that have helped me become more self-aware. There is seriously so much out on the internet about self-awareness and there are so many more ways than what I'm going to tell you today to be self-aware and to practice self-awareness. So keep an open mind and I'm just going to tell you what has helped me. So Number one is to spend more time alone. Doesn't mean that you have to look at it as you're isolating yourself, but take it as a gift. Your solitude is truly something special and it it truly should be taken as a time to dive more inward with yourself. And I personally have seen this make such a big change in my life. I used to be somebody that whenever I would stop, whenever I would get dropped off from hanging with a friend, I would be somebody that would immediately call someone else up to hang out. I did not like being by myself and I didn't really understand myself. So I can see where that correlates. So now that I have spent a few years, you know, practicing uh, self-awareness and spending a lot of time alone, I feel that I understand myself so much better. Obviously, this is not a finish line and I'm always going to become more self-aware and there are always more ways to become more self-aware. And I know a lot of people are not comfortable being by themselves and I understand that. But if we switch it around to know that 
the relationship that we have with ourselves is equally as important, if not more important than the relationships that we have with other people. We are the only person that we spend every single day with until we pass. So we might as well start understanding and loving ourselves a bit more. And I think that takes enjoying our solitude a bit more. You know, I understand this isn't easy, but to get started with enjoying your alone time, maybe take an activity that you enjoy doing with other people and try doing it by yourself. So I used to go out to dinner by myself and obviously COVID times, but now I, you know, will make dinners at home by myself or, you know, I will, I journal a lot at home, which I'll go into in a few minutes, but, or I take my dog on a walk by myself. And in those moments, it allows me to self-reflect and I'm not bringing in other simulation from other people. So number two is journaling. Obviously, I am a huge advocate for journaling. It has really helped me, but journaling has helped me figure out my passions. It's helped me figure out what is not working for me. It's helped me figure out and process my emotions a bit more. So if you are not into journaling, or you are interested in trying some prompts, I created a list of 50 self-discovery questions. And I did this intentionally. So I started with, you know, your goals. And towards the end, one of the questions is to ask yourself what you have learned about yourself within the past 50 days of doing these prompts. There are so many times where I look back on what I journaled about, and it's interesting seeing what I have changed, what, you know, I see patterns. I understand, you know, what is making me not happy because I would usually write about that. And I knew that that was something that I needed to get rid of in my life. So I really am such an advocate for it and I have some really good ideas for more journal prompts in the future. But first, go check out the list that I already have available. It's totally free. You just click the link in my Instagram bio. It will take you to my link tree. It will also, from there, take you to my blog. So check it out. Let me know if you have any questions and I am willing to help you get into journaling because I know it can be difficult at first. And journaling can also help you with number three, which is self-reflection. Self-reflection is vital to self-awareness. You need to reflect and figure out how you feel after you do some activities or when, or how you feel when you spend time with certain people. So let's say on a day-to-day basis, you find yourself feeling irritated, anxious filled, or you feel triggered in some way. There is a deep root of why you feel that way. We are not feeling that way for no reason. And on the surface, it can be difficult to figure that out. So in my life, in those times, I have decided that I need to sit and try to figure that out because I can't live my life this way. And a lot of times it has been because of a job or a person that, you know, was draining me, or it has been, you know, because I wasn't, I wasn't doing things that I truly enjoyed doing or really having fun in my life, which then made me feel anxious. Self-reflection is really about monitoring your emotions and how you feel after you do certain activities. So when you get home from work at night, maybe sit and think about your day and how did you feel throughout your day? Did you feel more anxious than you were happy? Or, you know, especially after you spend time with certain people, how does that person truly make you feel? And do they add to your anxiety or do they make you feel better with your anxiety? Or you can insert sadness, madness, or happiness. Whatever emotion you feel that you need to focus on changing or adding into your life. And one of the best questions that you can ask yourself when self-reflecting is why. Why do I feel drained? Why do I feel anxious? Why do I feel happy? Why do I feel triggered? That is so huge. A little backstory you know, there's been a lot of times in my life where I would be, what I, where I would feel triggered. And it really took me 
understanding that I was triggered, you know, put the word behind it, not just like you're bothered, you're going down this rabbit hole, you're angry, you're mad or whatever, but understanding that you're triggered for a reason. And, you know, it doesn't give you an excuse to lash out at people, but if we can understand the root cause of why we're triggered or why we have anxiety, we can start to work with it. So for example, I was really triggered in my last relationship and it made me a very reactive person and a very angry and anxious person. And after, you know, that relationship ended, I looked back on all those moments that I was triggered and I was able to realize that I was triggered because of things from childhood and also from past relationships. And switching it around to have that understanding made me realize that it wasn't that person's fault that he that he was triggering me. You know, obviously there were some annoying things that were going on, but I it wasn't so it wouldn't have been such a big deal if I didn't have these underlying triggers. So I think it's really important to this is not pretty. This is this is the ugly side of self-reflection and self-awareness, but there are a lot of deep-rooted things. Not everything is everybody else's fault. And not saying it's your fault that you have to heal, but it's your job to do the healing for you. And I can tell you from personal experience that it is not okay to lash out at people because you have unhealed trauma. We need to look inward and try to heal it our own and, you know, get help if you need to. I got help and, you know, this isn't easy. This is something that I'm learning all of the time, but it's so important and in the long run, it's so helpful. And I know in my personal life, I have just always just said, oh, I'm triggered or, oh, I have anxiety, but really why? why did I have anxiety? And knowing my why has helped me feel and has helped me not be such a reactive person. It's helped me with my communication skills. It's helped me understand myself and it's helped me understand where I need to heal, which has been the biggest game changer in my life. So moving on to number four, which is personality tests or psychometric test. So I went over this in part one, so I'm not going to go too far into this, but there are so many tests out there that can help you better understand yourself. And one that I did leave out was the love language test. So if you're in a relationship or if you you know are planning on being in a relationship in the future, it is so important to know what your love language is and how you receive love because that will help your communication with your partner or your future partner. And this is something that I wish I would have used in, you know, before I got into my last relationship, because I feel that I was showing love in, you know, I show love in a way that maybe that person didn't, didn't feel the love. And I just wanted to touch a little bit more into that one. You can look into the book. It is written by Gary Chapman and it is really insightful And there's also some quizzes online, I believe on, there's a website that you can take the quiz as well. So I would check that out, but also go back and listen to part one and take some of the tests that I suggested, such as the Enneagram. That's a huge one that I suggest that helps you understand what motivates you in life. And if you're like me, you have big goals in your life. So it's important to figure out what motivates you and ways to help you stay motivated. Also, it helps you figure out where you go when you're stressed out so then you can understand if you are stressed out and give you ways to get back to a more healthy mentality. And lastly, number five is asking for feedback in your life. So this is really important because someone in my life has 
helped me point out that sometimes I can be defensive. And instead of, and you know, before I realized that I truly was defensive, I would go down, you know, then I would start being defensive about being defensive. <laughs> and what really good, what good is that really doing? So, you know, and I've talked about this to my therapist, which she also helps point out things to me. You know, she's told me that I have codependency and me being an independent, you know, independent woman, I'm like, no, I don't have codependency, but she helped me realize that I do in some senses. And I think having people kind of point, you know, obviously ask people that you trust. Don't tell, you know, don't ask people that are going to tell you that you're amazing and you can't do any wrong. Like we need true raw people that are going to basically put us in our place and not like put us in a place in a mean way, but like tell us how we really are. And I suggest talking to a therapist about it. You know, obviously this will take a bit of time with seeing one, but they can help you figure out shit about yourself that you wouldn't. Also, asking the people closest to you. Like I said, you know, I have someone in my life who has pointed out that I can be very defensive and I used to combat that by being more defensive. And in those moments, now I can say, okay, I am being defensive, but why am I being defensive? And it, you know, don't take the feedback personally. You can change. You don't have to always be defensive. You don't always have to have codependency. You can change. And I think the people and the people that are closest to you can help you point out things in yourself. So I would suggest doing that. And, you know, I'm always a proponent for therapy, but it's true that therapists are trained to have an unbiased opinion. So if they give you a suggestion on how to improve an aspect of your life, if that is uh, codependency or defensiveness or whatever that is for you, you know, don't take it offensively. Take it as a chance to work on yourself and become more self-aware. And honestly, hold kindness for yourself when you hear these things. I understand it can be, you know, you can probably be defensive about it, but you know, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm probably repeating myself at this point, but you can change. And I think it's really important to not be hard on yourself when you hear feedback that you, you know, don't really want to hear. So to recap the episode, number one is to spend more time alone and stop looking at it as isolation. So when you spend time alone, you're not taking in stimulation from other people, which can help you unravel things that are kind of hidden underneath about yourself. To spend time alone, you can walk your dog, you can meditate, you can cook yourself a meal. Think about something that you really enjoy doing. Do that, but by yourself. Number two is to journal. So as always, I am such a huge advocate for journaling, but journaling can help you figure out what's not working for you. It can help you figure out your passions. It can help you, it can really help you understand yourself and check out the 50 self-discovery prompts that I have that's on my link tree, which is in my Instagram bio. Or if you want to DM me, I will send that right back to you if you're interested. Journaling has really helped me discover myself. So number three is self-reflection and asking yourself why. You have to ask yourself questions in life and especially when emotions come up. Instead of going down a rabbit hole of anxiety and defensiveness, ask yourself why are you being, why do you have anxiety? Why are you being defensive? Why are you triggered? That's huge. You're not triggered, you don't have anxiety and you're not defensive for no reason. There's a reason there. So we have to start figuring that out. Number four is personality test. Personality tests are designed to help us, you know, discover our habits and motivations and our emotions. It is such a powerful tool. So I would go back to episode eight and check that out. But just keep in mind that I did leave out the love language test by Gary Chapman. I would also check that that one out as well. And number five is asking for feedback from people in your life that are trustworthy. So 
you know, ask a therapist. I think that's the number one person. They are trained to have an unbiased opinion. They're trained to, you know, they're psychologists so they can help you figure out these patterns that you have. But also ask the people that you are close to and make sure that the people that you ask are going to give you an honest feedback, not someone that's just going to tell you what you want to hear. I hope this episode was helpful to you. And please keep in mind that self-awareness is not something that we arrive at. We don't just arrive at the finish line and are just automatically self-aware. It is something that we are always going to improve at. So I hope that you got something from this episode. If you have any questions, please DM me on Instagram. My handle is at the end of the episode and in the show notes for you. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It means so much to me. If you connected with this episode and want to share with your friends, take a screenshot of you listening and tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm at journey to limitless underscore. I would love to tell you how much I appreciate you. And as always, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon.